sail on hope of other shores of changing winds on which my It has a hundred percent changed how I think about music and how I think about singing and just how I think about myself in general. I sail because I'm yours. That's 13-year-old singer and composer Ben Whitsett, who's been a member of the Phoenix Boys Choir for the past four years. He's joined by their artistic director, Herbert Washington, to talk about his experience and what they have coming up for their 75th anniversary. I'm Melissa Green. Welcome to another episode of Heart of the Arts. So, Ben, I'm just really curious, when do you feel like you first discovered music and what it meant to you? That's actually a really interesting question. When I was around eight years old, I started taking piano lessons, which my mom had done for a while. And my grandparents had a very nice baby grand piano. Well, I guess it was an upright piano. So I started taking those lessons and they were pretty fun, although they did cause some stress for me and it was a lot on the hands. But then when I, when sometimes I would sing for her, she said, wow, you should join the Phoenix Boys Choir, which we had, she had heard about. I decided to go try out and it really has, you can see what it's done since. Yeah. Um, so did it change your appreciation for music at, you know, once you first joined, since you kind of already had some um, some background with piano? And I know your mom kind of said it was maybe the first time you just discovered singing. Yes, it has 100 percent changed how I think about music and how I think about singing and just how I think about myself in general. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's such a beautiful thing. What are some really memorable moments, teaching moments that you've had with Mr. Washington in rehearsal on trips that really stick out to your mind that you would want to share with listeners or other people who are thinking about joining the choir? Definitely when I first walked into the large great hall, which is, of course, a very resonant space. So almost anything sounds good in there. When I walked in there for the first time, when I was just kind of doing this look around, see how it is, and then do my audition, and everyone was singing these two songs that I still remember and still have a really important place in my heart, which would be CC Nemoja and Sing On which we still do sing on. When I first heard those two pieces with the whole choir singing in that room, it just really touched me. And that's kind of what really compelled me to be like, I want to be a part of this. I want to be a a part of something that's this strong, this powerful, and can make this much impact on people. How do you react to that, Herbert? Those pieces, that memory being shared, and how do you know when students are really having and and learning to have that appreciation? One thing that is, I think, a strength of mine is just seeing the potential in in people and trying to pull that out. Um, When I have a young boy like Ben who is uh, innately full of music when he comes in uh, I remember when you came in you were first very timid and shy uh, in that very first uh, concert and I try to continue to put Ben in situations where I know he's going to be successful where I'm going to just put him in the fire that very first year um, was my first year four years ago was the sing-on concert and the idea behind that was to appease the audience to make sure that this transition from Georg Stangelberger to me would would uh, would be smooth and that we will continue to sing on throughout our 70 our 75th history and beyond that 
And watching Ben light up in that space was magical. And also understanding that he is a very academic young man. Uh, we went on the tour last year to, to, to the South, and he pr- practically gave us a wonderful TED Talk on, um, do you remember what it, the topic was? The Confederate battle flags. The Confederate battle flags on the bus. And the boys just listened and learned. We all learned a ton. And so I, I love that the boys come in with a very academic sense, uh, sensibility and, um, and want and crave and yearn for, for the historical knowledge and context of the music. So watching Ben is all, has always been a wonderful highlight and then trying to get him just to believe in himself throughout the process all the way through, even just till today. And so it's just been a journey, a wonderful joy to just watch him grow in this process, just like many of the other boys. Especially because that Seon concert, of course, with the end of that season, basically threw us right into COVID, which was a really difficult time for the boys' choir because it's so built upon being together and being united as brothers. And it's really hard to do that when you're online. Mm-hmm. So car choir, which we did pretty late into COVID, helped a lot. And it really brought me back to another appreciation. It was almost that same moment before when I heard the whole choir singing again. Even though it was just through a headset, it still felt amazing to hear that again after being deprived of that for such a long time. Mm -hmm. So that was a really difficult time for the choir. And it also proved that the boys choir is resilient. And we're still working to kind of come back from something like that. But we're just going to keep singing on. Yeah, that's so beautiful. I heard that you write and compose and that you also are interested in conducting and and you you know have you have chats with uh, Mr. Washington after rehearsals. So why do you, why is it so important to you? It just feels important to me because looking at Mr. Washington, I see the kind of person that he is and the person that I want to be. And that really reflects on me. And I want to I want to strive for something like that. And if music is the path that gets me there, then that's the path that I want to immerse myself into. Yeah, you're really, you're really, really talented. And I just think it's incredible that something, you know, this experience has opened up all of these new doors for you. Yeah, I think this is unique what you're seeing here, Melissa, because boys do come in with a sense of passion for music, um, more so camaraderie for brotherhood. But then you'll get a, a student like, uh, which I you like like to say the consummate chorister, where he comes in and really wants to take your job mm-hmm. someday, right? Mm-hmm. Um, wants to come in and ask the right questions as uh, young choristers do. You know, without mm-hmm. a, a student like Ben Whitsett, uh, we would be almost held back, right? We would slow down in, in progress. And when you have a young man like, like Ben, he comes in with that sense of urgency and that passionate uh, sense of, of, of excellence. Mm-hmm. And we all need that. You know, I think it's inspiring to see a young boy of his caliber because I, I look back and think about when I was his age and was nowhere near that. Mm-hmm. You know, I had, a, I had a love for singing, but a singing was just my escape from all the woes uh, in life. But for, for him, it is truly a way of living. It is just who he is innately. 
And yeah. we have these conversations at the end of a rehearsal where it's either it was a really good rehearsal or it was a tough rehearsal where his brothers around him maybe didn't put the, the 100% effort, right? And he'll want to have a conversation about how do we improve for the next rehearsal, right? This is why I'm frustrated. We need to be at this level. And I think that is so important. And I try to get the other boys to understand that we all have to have that, that sense of urgency and that sense of excellence. It's not a dictatorship. This is we lead together. We work together. Mm-hmm. Uh, we learn together. We play together. We bond together. We sing together. And this, this idea of choir, is a is a family. You know, I talked about it on our last interview that, you know, the reason that I do this is because I want to build a family with these boys. I want them to understand that I'm there for them, not just in the Great Hall or in PBC world and Phoenix Boys Choir world, but wherever they are in life. And so I really enjoy just watching the frustrations and the uh, that, that sense of urgency uh, for a great product. It's also really interesting because I didn't come into the choir with that sense of, wow, singing is going to be my thing or this is going to be what's going to change my life. I came in thinking it's a new experience. Maybe I should try it. I was very shy back then. I, I was I was really scared to try something like this out, especially with so many people. And now, as I'm starting to come out of that, it's just changed me so much into a person where I am the type of person who comes into choir every day with that sense of I want to sing and I want to be with these other people. And, and speaking of experiences, I mean, we strive at the Phoenix Boys Choir to give the boys experiences that are unusual, that um, that expand their um, their skill set. For example, when we had Jim Papoulis from New York, a composer, very famous composer, come in and literally write a song with the boys. Uh, ben was right at the piano. Mm. <laughs> Remember that moment? At, I, I've had plenty of pictures uh, at the piano, having a one-on-one conversation with Jim Papoulis about how he does the work. And I, w- I would like you to you know, talk about that experience. How was that for you? It's just really amazing to be around someone who has composed songs that you have sung and you know have brought joy to people and it is through their work and it's through their writing that allows you to project it onto other people so it's really amazing to be around someone like that who you know has done something like that who has written such a piece and it's really interesting to think that this person who's just sitting right here who's talking with me has written the thing that allowed me to bring joy to people. And that that songwriting workshop uh, was very special because it unlocked a new interest that I didn't know Ben had. And apparently he's been behind the scenes at home writing and writing, writing music, especially uh, he was, has a very interest, a wonderful interest in gospel music and a musical theater. And so, uh, you know, Andrea and Ben came to me at the piano and, and we started to, uh, he played some of his music and sang some of his work. Um, what's the What's the topic that you were working on? Uh, I had been was, working on just a starter musical about Julius Caesar. That's right, Julius Caesar, and the history that poured out of his <laughs> his brain and onto and in, in musical form very much reminds me of of you know Sir Miranda uh, of <laughs> Hamilton. <laughs> You know, and that's mm-hmm. I'm assuming that is exact, exactly how he started. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And, both of you, but Ben, how would you describe, because in classical music a lot, you know, the word genius is thrown around, but it's really about just this consistent practice and failing and, and succeeding and failing and succeeding. How much for you is it that kind of work and just talent? Do you think it's a mixture of both for you? 
I feel like for some of the singing, it is about like, it's a lot of, it's of course about training your voice. It's about singing, but also it's just about, I just was blessed with the gift of having that voice. Mm -hmm. But for composing, it's very different. It's a lot more about you have to constantly hear, you have to hear the music, you have to think about it, and then you have to write it down. That is so much more skill-based upon you have to, you just have to know what you're doing. You can't just, there are people like Mozart who came out with an ear that could hear and had an autographic memory and could just hear and play immediately on the piano that's that seems like more than talent but for the person who wants to become a composer that's all about constant practice about developing that skill yeah we we cannot be excellent without failing those two worlds go hand in hand it is frustrating to watch them uh, sometimes uh, in rehearsal and they have these they meet these uh, major challenges in the music but the reward is when we finally get it. It never escapes our body. It never escapes our soul, right? Mm -hmm. Like we sang the 30-minute Vierne Mass uh, last season, memorized. Wow. And the boys, I, I guarantee you, they still remember it to this day. Probably could pull up the sheet music and start singing it. Um, we are working on three, three premieres for this next concert, our Pops concert that's coming up right now. And it is hard work. I'm thinking of, you know, Spirit of Adventure and Yuvalate Be Joyful. Those are difficult pieces that were written for the Phoenix Boys Choir. Ben is one that, um, and I would love to, you know, chat about this, but Ben is one that beats himself up when he doesn't feel like he's met his excellent quota for mm -hmm. that particular day. That's a that's a struggle that we are working to uh, overcome right now. But he is always excellent, and he will he will be the first one to to be to be critical of himself and uh, of our of our ensemble because I think that's what a great conductor and a future musician would My do. Course is So we had a we had a, um, a a performance yesterday at Mirabella at ASU, and uh, I gave Ben the solo, and I remember him sitting in the line going, "Mr. Washington, do I have to do the solo?" And it's not a it's never a have to; it's a privilege. Mm -hmm. One, yeah, definitely, right? Always a privilege. And as I always tell Ben, and and hopefully you know this about me, Ben, because we talk about this all the time, but I would never put him in a situation where I know he's not going to be successful, right? Yeah, you guys I, have to. Build that trust, which is another huge thing that I think this ensemble and the way it's set up, you know, trust is such an important thing for you to take into all relationships. Right. Well, bottom line, he was awesome yesterday. <laughs> That's awesome. So he it was awesome. And he still came out of there going, oh, I don't know, Mr. Washington, I don't know if that was my best. But yeah. that just goes to show you that he loves, loves, loves music. And he just loves the idea of excellence. And that just makes us better. That makes us stronger. I always liked education because I feel like the younger generations know more than I do and I mm -hmm. can learn a lot from them. So what are you both most looking forward to? Because you're both here because you were also celebrating 75 years and you've got some concerts in May and then your big summer tour. So what are you most excited about? Well, the 75 years is huge. Obviously, I have 
only been in for, this is my fourth season, but to think about, there's 75 years of this excellence, of this amazing sound that is the Phoenix Boys Choir. 75 years of that being around. It's a strong burden on the shoulders. It's a it's a heavy weight to carry, but it also makes me feel proud to be a part of something that's been doing this great work of bringing happiness and joy through the power of music to other people. It makes me feel proud to be a part of something like that that's been around for such a long time. And I echo that, and and I'm I'm particularly excited for my first international tour. Oh <laughs> uh, wow! Okay, as, as you know, as artistic director to the British Isles, so we're going yes. to Scotland, Ireland, oh. and uh, England. So really excited about that. Um, this year has been a, a wonderful milestone of firsts and greats, um, as Ben just alluded to, that we just stand on the shoulders of those who've come before us, and you know myself included. You know, and I'm thinking of my predecessors, Dr. Harvey K. Smith. And Garrick Stangleberger. And it is a weight. Mm -hmm. It is a wonderful weight. But um, we have weathered the storm. You know, we are, in my mind, I'm done talking about the pandemic. I'm ready to write. We are moving forward. We are already looking at the 76th season and have a great season lined up. And just thinking about what does the next 25 to 75 years uh, looks like, what you know, look like with the Phoenix Boys Choir. And it's just going to be excellent. Yeah. Um, this is a concert on the May, the Pops concert, which I hope everyone comes to, May 12th, which will be at Mesa Art Center, and May 14th at the beautiful Orpheum Theater. Um, we are looking forward to some of the great music that have come before us and and, on, and about four uh, premieres on this concert that yeah, we spoke about earlier. Yeah, you've got lots of uh, new and music. And, of course, thinking of what is this going to be like in 75 more years, and then we're going yeah. to be, our legacies are going to be up there there and that also of course feels amazing yeah to think who, that who knows where you'll go who i mean what if you become a composer in residence you know we've got a lot of great musicians that come out of arizona and then come back and visit or play with the phoenix symphony no he's gonna he's gonna be the next uh, artistic director of some day, of something someday. oh the yeah. next Gustavo <laughs> we're, gonna, see, we're gonna come back to this interview and remember this day yes, yes. um so my wrap-up question i just wanted to know how you would describe yourself today and how much that's changed over the last four years. It's just been such a huge change to think. It's only been four years. But in those four years, I've become an entirely different person that sees life, that sees music, that sees myself in a way that makes me happier, a way that makes me feel good about myself every day. And four years ago, I was shy. I was timid. I was afraid to speak. I was afraid to like tell people what I thought about other people. And I was, I looked down on myself. I was really critical of myself, not even for doing something, but possibly just for not doing anything. When I joined the choir, I was shy. I, I could have probably made friends. People were opening their arms to me, but at first I kind of shied away. I wanted to be alone. And I immersed myself into the music and I did really well. But that music allowed me to feel connected to those people. And then it made me feel like a true brother after that year, a true member once I could not only feel like I was a part of the music, being a part of something that was that great, but also I felt like I was a brother of the brotherhood that is the Phoenix Boys Choir. It's priceless. The work that we're doing as a collective at the Phoenix Boys Choir, I think is, um, I mean, I see it. It's truly transformative. The family see it. The audiences see it. Um, when a boy comes in um, struggling to find himself or just to figure out where he, where they, we 
where he belongs, mm-hmm. right, in life. And to uh, deal with certain issues like, you know, understanding his own character, you know, and then years later, being able to stand on a stage in front of thousands of people, hundreds of people in interviews such as this one, Mm -hmm. and being able to talk about the brotherhood and the positivity of the Phoenix Boys Choir, I think is is what is life-changing. That's amazing to have that experience at Mm -hmm. that age and just like you get to witness lots of little miracles, Mm -hmm. basically, is what I'm hearing. Well, congratulations, and thank you so much for coming in to share your voice with uh, the classical community here in the Valley with the Phoenix Boys Choir. Congrats on 75 years. Thank and you. we look forward to uh, hearing more from from everyone and uh, to hear you sing a little something for us. Of course. Thank you. I love to share the story and to join us. Come yeah. be a part of this, and it'll help bring us up and bring you up, too. That's the artistic director of the Phoenix Boys Choir, Herbert Washington, joined by one of their members, 13-year-old singer Ben Whitsett. They have two upcoming concerts this week, May 12th and 14th, and you can find more information about the Phoenix Boys Choir by heading to boyschoir.org. For KBOX Heart of the Arts, I'm Melissa Green. Can you, you want to sing it up there? Oh, I can do this one. Oh, you want, oh, you want, oh, you want me to go up there? Oh, yeah. okay, great.